By the way, I don't know if you can tell, I have beer glasses on this on this. Shirt. Oh, I could not tell. Damn it. Yeah, those are. Uh, it's a Bill Murray shirt, but yeah, they, those are. That's uh, uh, those are beer glasses. That's awesome. I which was, is I, as you know, from beer goggles. <laughs> as soon as you said beer glasses, I looked at your glasses. I was like, "You're wearing different glasses." Oh no, they're on your shirt. Got oh, it. Yeah, it beer that. goggles. Shut up and sit down. What's up, Wisconsin? From the Inside Wisconsin Studios, my name is Trevor Thomas, joined each and every week by John Anderson over there in uh, the East. Johnny, how are you? Why is it you have the Inside Wisconsin Studios and I don't have an Inside Like, isn't technically this is an Inside Wisconsin Studio? You have a beautiful studio. We can all see it there with some shiny right. things in the background, a badger helmet and a brewer's hat. I no. just happened to build a man cave and I call it the inside Wisconsin studios and I've got beer and uh, other fun things. That's all. All right. So, so like at ESPN, we have this big studio X and then we have smaller studio. So like, I'm kind of like in studio C then, you know, and I'm hey, studio X. Is that what it is? Up, up again i'll talk i'll show you about the shiny thing you're worried you're talking about oh you're talking about your shiny things there you go what that is right there that shiny thing that you're talking about is my my packer helmet signed by all decade uh team linebacker in the 80s john anderson john anderson signed packer mini helmet outstanding yep so that's what that is that's that's the shiny thing right there is the old uh the old old john anderson helmet that we've got there yeah those other shiny things are uh, pretty yeah, impressive too. Got a new, another new episode, and you've got another new flannel shirt. That's exciting. Thanks for noticing. Appreciate that. Yeah, I uh, I purposefully picked out a different one just so you could give me shit about it. That's all. <laughs> how big is the, <laughs> how big a closet do you have for your flannel? Well, I'm a large individual, John. Uh, so I've got uh, a, a few flannels to choose from. You'll see them go on repeat here over the course of uh, the length of Inside Wisconsin. How many how many episodes do we have to do before right now that you'll run out of flannel? Have you ever heard of Mills Fleet Farm? Yeah, I'm just talking and, right now. How many do you have before we have to go to Menards or Fleet Farm or wherever you want to go? Six. Okay, so we got we got six before we got to either recycle. Yeah, we got some time, or, or or get down to the shop and make a new one. It's so. flannel season because yeah. we're coming into spring, and today's episode is all about the Northwoods, my friend. I do wear flannel. What is it not flannel weather in Wisconsin? And two, uh, yeah, I noticed that it, you went from having a line and Kugel or to uh, having your own, you know, um, liquor beer aisle. Maybe. Uh, it's because we have a very, very special guest that has a lot to do with producing this little friend here. So what then? I, I feel like we should then quit uh, just sort of horsing around here and let's get to the star. Listen, people want to hear from Dick Leidenkugel a lot more than they want to hear from you and True. I, right? True. Let's get Me to the Shut up and sit down. Dick Leidenkugel joins us, president, fifth generation president of the Jacob Leidenkugel Brewing Company from Chippewa Falls. Wisconsin, the only place it's ever been. It started in Chippewa Falls, and it is still today in Chippewa Falls. Dick, thanks for joining us on Inside Wisconsin. 
Trevor, great to be here. But the first Lining Kugel Brewery was actually in Sauk City, Wisconsin. It was Jacob's dad, Matthias, who came over in 1845. He established a brewery there. I don't know if he called it anything, but he trained all of his boys in the brewing art in Sauk City, Wisconsin. So and they moved up from Sauk City to Chippewa Falls in 1867. It's all up here. Well, 1866, they went to his brother's brewery in Eau Claire. But just 13 miles up the Chippewa River was the largest sawmill under one roof. Had 2,000 thirsty lumberjacks working in it. No brewery in Chippewa Falls. So, you know, Jacob was not only a good brewer, but an astute business person. So, so I really have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, pretty much. (laughs) I was going to suggest, how about this? How about we let the guy who's got the last name Leinenkugel see if he can cram 154 years or so of history (laughs) into a couple of minutes uh, for us and and how it is that we come to this this German immigrant who comes in, he's got an idea, let's, let's make beer, and now it is a product that we have nationwide. Yeah, well, let's skip prohibition, okay? That period of 1920 through 1933 when the government, you know, basically said we couldn't do what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did stay in business. We made soda pop near beer and we made this kissed sparkling sour a couple of years ago. I during our 150th anniversary, I went back, looked at the archives, saw some old advertisements for kissed sparkling sour and in the the tagline was mixes well with anything. You can imagine that, you know, people were making bathtub gin, vodka, whatever, didn't taste very good. They needed a mixer. That's how we stayed in business. We're used to people now, like for a while, homemade beer was a thing. Everybody was trying to make it right. And they'd get it sort of right. It tasted horrible, but they gave it to their friends anyway. And once in a while they did it wrong and it would like explode and take the cabinets off their their garage uh, wall, which was bad. And then you get to sort of microbreweries, which are all the rage now still. But you're way above that. Um, you know how 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 do how do we get to a growth where suddenly this is a product that is not just Wisconsin? You take it outside the borders, and eventually you become um, a lucrative enough target that somebody else wants to buy your brewery. Well, you know what happened in um, coming out of Prohibition, the third generation, you know, got the capital back up. In fact, my great grandma grandmother Catherine and uh, Rose Casper, who was uh, Jacob's daughter. Uh, raised, they mortgaged their homes to raise the capital to get the brewing equipment back up and operating. We were one of 735 breweries after Prohibition to start up again. It was really my dad who came back to the company after his uh, service in the Marine Corps in World War II that was the glue that started on a, on a way of kind of making Lining Kugel synonymous with Wisconsin. My dad worked really hard, sold a lot of beer in northern Wisconsin to those uh, taverns, restaurants, resorts, where people were coming and vacationing from northern Illinois, Chicago, Iowa, Indiana. They discovered this beer in northern Wisconsin called Lining Kugels. They couldn't pronounce it. They would buy returnable cases of beer, take it back across the border, and they weren't able to return the bottles because we didn't have any distribution in in Minnesota or Iowa or Illinois. And um, uh, then my brother Jake comes back to the brewery in, uh, in the early 1980s after he served in the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. and he started selling our Bach beer along the east and west bank of, uh, of uh, the Mississippi River at the University of Minnesota. And we got a cult following in Minnesota with the students, and it was really Lining Kugel's Bach that put us on the map. Of course, back then, most family-owned breweries were going out of business. 
Um, there were only about 30 breweries left in the United States in the early 1980s. And this was before the first wave of what we call microbrewing back then. And Miller Brewing Company wrote us a letter. Um, Miller wrote a letter to my dad proposing a joint marketing venture. My dad used to love to tell the story that he took this letter down to Bill Casper. Bill was a grandson of Jacob Leiningkugel. He was our chairman of the board at the time. Bill was about 85 years old, and Bill read the letter. He looked at my dad. He said, what do you think Miller wants? My dad goes, I think they want us to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the other way around, and, and we became a wholly owned subsidiary of Miller Brewing Company. But the strategy was, let's invest in lining kugels. Let's keep the family involved. Let's see if we can grow the business. And we started to grow concentrically. We established more distribution in the upper Midwest. And it wasn't until 2007 that we hit upon a product that really put us on the map. And that was our Lining Kugel Summer Shandy. I could tell it was going to be a winner when we first introduced it, you know, and it sold out within two months, just in the three or four states that we had it in distribution. We doubled production the next year, sold out again. But it was this idea of taking a beer, mixing it with something else, in this case, natural lemonade flavor making it lighter, lower, lower alcohol, about 4.2%. And people just loved it during the warmer summer months. And today, Summer Shandy is over half of our brewery's volume, and it's in all 50 states. So that's the beer that put us on the map and got us uh, nationwide distribution. Big fan. <laughs> so am I. Yeah. <laughs> it, so that it puts you on the map, uh, you know, nationwide, and yet um, – like this is a Wisconsin product through and through. And like, if you ever want to like decide if someone's really from Wisconsin or not, I, I decide if they say, oh, have you tried this Leinen Kugel? I'm like, okay, well then you're not there. You're, you're an out-of-towner. If you say Leinies, then I'm like, okay, you're probably from within the border. Yeah. Yeah, we had, uh, it, it's interesting you say that, John. It, it's a good insight because we had a lot of debates. You know, should we call our beer Leinies? Um, should we call it, you know, Leinen Kugels? And, and, when we talked to drinkers about that, they would say, you know, you should call yourself Lining Kugels. Lineys is our name for you. It's for those that are in the know. Right. We can call you Lineys, but we don't want everybody else calling you Lineys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we stayed with Lining Kugels. We, we do use Lineys uh, in a you know, few ad advertisements or a few pieces. So one thing I was curious on, as you went through the entire history there in your fifth generation and now your kids and a couple of your brother's kids, I mean, the sixth generation is in Lining Kugels today. How did that work? I can't get my kids to put their <laughs> underwear where I want them to, let alone hand something down through a family for six generations. I mean, how have you kept this amazing just product and brand going for 154 years? Is that right? Well, yeah, 154 years. It's, um, you know, I, I, I didn't come right into the business. Uh, in, after I graduated from Marquette, I went in the Marine Corps. And after the Marines, I, I went with a sports marketing company. I, I ran a women's professional golf tournament for three years. Um, this business simply wasn't big enough. But, um, and my brother Jake was back there. And, you know, the fourth generation, my dad and his cousins were involved in running it. Um, I think, you know, being affiliated with Miller Brewing Company gave us the opportunity to expand distribution, grow the company, make it bigger, allow more opportunities for family members. But it was always important 
for us and for our corporate parent, for, for Miller to keep the Lenny Kugel family involved. It's, it's who we are, it's who the brand is. So as J when Jake retired, uh, my brother John is still in the business with me. Um, I really set upon a succession plan to bring the sixth generation into the business. Uh, Matt Leiningkugel, Jake's son, is at our brewery as our safety and special projects manager. His brother, Kirk, is actually learning to be a brewer. He'll be the first Leiningkugel to actually brew beer in a brewery since uh, Matt Leiningkugel, Jacob's son, uh, back in uh, uh, prior to Prohibition. Um, Ellie Leiningkugel, Jake's daughters in sales or in marketing in Phoenix. Uh, Tony Buer, who is my sister Kate's uh, son, is a distributor sales executive in Dallas. And then my daughter Katie, who uh, started out as a school teacher, became a grade school principal, went back and got her MBA at UT in Austin, uh, joined the company uh, a couple of years ago and is now a brand ambassador and working with our marketing team. So that next generation is uh, what I'm looking forward to in terms of uh, leading this business because I want to get out and go fishing in Eagle River. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, listen, it's important. It's nice that there are sons in, in the line to keep the name, right? Which is nothing against your daughter, Katie. But I look at the Bears now and the Hallis name and it's gone. It's McCaskey. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're my age or older, you kind of realize you're like, what's – What's the initial on the sleeve for Hallis? Because there's no Hallises there. Um, yeah. it, it's nice that you have line and kugels, and it looks like you know that you're in. You're, you're, there's no pressure on any one guy uh, to, to keep the name going. But you know that that's well, you know nice. it's inter it's interesting you say that though, uh, uh, John, because uh, Tony Tony Buer B U G H E R, right. um, you know my nephew. Th this family, the Lining Kugel family, has had other families involved in it. Jacobs daughters, both married, and the Casper family and the Meyer family were also in the business in, in terms of the second and third generations of leadership. In fact, uh, Paul Meyer was uh, my dad's cousin that was um, involved in the brewery in the fourth generation. So we've had other family, but they've all been related that are in the business. Now, I was the last lining Kugel to have a son. My brother Jake has two daughters. None of my children are married. Uh, my son, Jeff, isn't. He's, uh, he's a high school teacher in Dallas. Mm -hmm. uh, so that Lining Kugel name is, is you know, we, we've got to figure that out. Matt, uh, <laughs> my brother's kid, has two daughters. Okay. Kirk's not married yet. So we need that sixth generation. Yeah, we're, we're looking for that next Lining Kugel son. But you know what? The business has changed. And the women that are coming into the business uh, in Ellie and my daughter, um, uh, Katie, you know, they're, they're just fabulous, full of energy, smart, and uh, they're going to be able to lead this company into the sixth generation. Trevor, I'm going to point out real quick that I know Jeff uh, when I worked in on Wipeout uh, with yeah. Donnie, uh, the original one, not the one that's coming out now, uh, the, the original one, as we like to say, the one that made the next one possible. Uh, I met Jeff, who was working for the production company that did that. Uh, and because that whole production company and Wipeout had a huge Wisconsin flavor. So many of these guys had gone to Wisconsin Oshkosh and the guy, Kevin Wernberg, who was in charge of kind of cycled kids through like he went looking for them. Uh, but I will tell you, and I don't know, uh, Dick, if this is a family secret that we want to keep hidden or whatever. But when he picked me up, he was in a Johan Santana show. He's a Twins fan. Yeah, no, we're 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 almost all twins fans. Uh, my brother, Jake, me. Um, so you got to remember John, a little bit of Wisconsin history. 
when did the Braves leave Milwaukee? So it was 1965, right? Right. And certainly we grew up hearing about the Braves. My brother did. I, I yep. mean, in fact, the Braves farm team was in Eau Claire. Um, Hank Aaron played in Eau Claire. Bob Euchre played in Eau Claire. Uh, but when similar the Braves, talent. what's that? Similar talents. <laughs> yeah, very similar. <laughs> uh, Joe Torrey, Frank yep. Torrey, both played in Eau Claire. Uh, but anyway, um, when the when the Bre when the uh, Braves left, mm -hmm. uh, we were a hundred miles from Minneapolis, so that's where our dad took us. And he was an old Washington Senators fan. My my mm -hmm. dad grew up in Washington D.C., mm -hmm. where his dad was a was a government lawyer. So we grew up hearing about the Twins, went to their games, you know, and and saw some great Twins teams. I I still remember 1965 when they went to the World Series. I remember the uh, the teams of 69 and 70 when they were challenging uh, Baltimore Orioles. And then, of course, uh, winning the World Series in 87, uh, 91. So we, we've had some great teams. Um, got to know a lot of the Twins uh, players and, and over, over the years and have remained a Twins fan. But, hey, I, I still follow the Brewers, love the Brewers. We have a relationship with Christian Yelich with the Line and Kugel brand. So uh, he's, he's one of our spokespeople, and uh, we're doing some fun things with Christian. Well, hey, better the twins than all the people your age that I grew up with and was raised by, because they all went to the Cubs, and now they're just obnoxious. That's all. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. My mom was a Cubs fan. There was something about that, too. You know, and I think it was their broadcast, not only uh, WGN, but, you know, clear radio station, uh, 720 at the time, WGN, which reached into northern Wisconsin. So... They got to hear the games. Well, I tell you what, I would I would love to take extra time, which we don't have, uh, to talk about guys like Tony Oliva and Rod Carew and Harmon Killebrew, but we'd have to educate Trevor on that first. So we don't have time <laughs> for that. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to move forward. Um, so I always tell po guys when I want to drink a line in Google if they don't know it, I'm, I always sort of I don't know if I'm I'm telling the truth or it just sounds good. I say, well, you know, this is made from the water of the Big Chippewa River. Uh, but it seems to me water is everything in beer. Like it can adjust the taste all the time. How do you, how do you move different spots? How does Miller take over? And we can consistently, it tastes the same bottle after bottle. Yeah, that's, that's some of the science in, in terms of brewing, you know, brewing is an art and a science and you almost had the reference, right, John? Uh, we, we say, used to say made with the purest spring water in the world from the big Eddie Springs. That okay. was a spring that, uh, Chippewa was built upon, and it was water that came through all the limestone and sand all the way from Lake Superior and was 99.9997% uh, pure, but also low in mineral content, which was really good for brewing our lager styles of beer. So water can be adjusted at the brewery. Um, so when we brew beer in Milwaukee using Lake Michigan water, uh, you know, from the um, uh, Milwaukee uh, department, uh, water department, uh, waters can be adjusted through uh, modern filtration now and either adding or uh, taking out uh, chemicals to make it perfectly pH balanced. That's what you're looking for. So it, it's part of the science of brewing. All right. With that, we're going to take a quick time out. We're back with Dick Leinenkugel in just a moment because we've got a lot more to talk about. Like, first off, like, how do you just make a lot of beer? You know, that there, there's there's people that need this. So we'll take a break. Go refresh yourself. And we'll be back momentarily. Shut up and sit down. 
helpful critiques, ideas, great stories, people we should know, the great bar in your town, the fish fry you want to know, the fish boil, anything that you want to reach out to us with. We are happy. We are here. You can be the inputters. We're here to listen. Shut up and sit down. Back with more on Inside Wisconsin. While Trevor is getting sloshed, uh, John Anderson here <laughs> along with uh, Dick Leiningkugel. Tell me this. It's it, 154 years. How closely does the original that we drink today, I mean, provided you can get it, and we'll get to trying to get to <laughs> different uh, here are the like the recipe, um, today's recipe to what you had back when this thing started? Well, same recipe. It's, you know, using the same malt um, scale to the, you know, different brewing size now. Uh, same cluster hops. Uh, so the same ingredients, same yeast strain. But the reality is it probably tastes a whole lot different. Today's modern brewery in, in terms of process control is head and shoulders over what it used to be. You know, you mentioned the home brewing, John, mm-hmm. and that's kind of a crapshoot. You know, you're, you're kind of doing it and there's some guys that are really good at it i i tend to just use the kits it's kind of like making mac and cheese from a box and it usually turns out pretty good but um today's modern processes it's it's all process controlled uh you know the brewer is actually sitting behind three different uh computer screens and you know all the waters all the temperature um is all you know is all process controlled right now so it's consistent and from batch to batch, and uh, it probably tastes a whole lot different. In fact, our Lining Kugel's original now that I remember from when I was going to school at Marquette is so much cleaner uh, in terms of its taste profile, holds up so much better, and um, just is a much better product. That, that's the truth, that's the reality. Let me follow up real quick, Trevor, on that because I'm close to the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield, and, Been there. and you know, the the original rules of basketball, as Dr. Naismith wrote them down, you know, the, the 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 family had them forever, and and I think they're now on display there. They have been. I don't know if it's permanent, but does somebody have the original recipe? Do they have <laughs> there? Is there some document, some something that we have that we should have under glass, like the Constitution? If I go to the lodge, I can see that. If there is, I've never seen it. It was all hand-me-down. You're doing it by from memory? Brewer to brewer. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it, Jacob to, uh, God, who was it? Uh, his son, Matt. Then Matt, after Prohibition, to a guy named Conrad Schmidt. Mm-hmm. And then Elmer Baseman to Dale Burrow to John Burrow to our current master brewer, John Hensley. All been passed on. But I can show you a book of the different recipes when you come to Chippewa Falls, they're all out there telling you how much malt to add, how much hops to add, when to, you know, so it, it's available now. I, I'm not into the participation thing. I, I like the finished product and you just, you know, just bring it to me. <laughs> well, and we'll just go to the bar then. Yeah, right. I, yeah, I don't go to cook your own steak places either. Just <laughs> me. I don't need audience participation. So we've talked a lot about how these beers taste. And of the Lining Kugel brand, there are so many beers over the years that you guys have created. Uh, my favorite is Oktoberfest. I absolutely love that Marzen-style beer. September, October, I wish it was all year round. It's not. Summer Shandy almost is, but uh, it's not. That's my favorite. John and I, later in today's show, are going to talk about the top five Wisconsin tailgate essentials. 
Oh. And I'm curious, what is your most memorable tailgate or sporting event here in Wisconsin that you can tell us a story about, whether it was a Packer game or a Brewer game or whatever the case may be? What's the most memorable tailgate Dick Lackle has ever been at? <laughs> so one just came to mind. I, I, I do love tailgating at uh, Lambeau and try to do that once a year with some good friends. We'll pick a game, uh, hopefully when it's warm or, you know, the first gold package game. Uh, usually in September, try to do that. Uh, unfortunately, not able to do it this year, but that's just so much fun to walk around and see what everybody's doing there and uh, enjoying a beer. Um, but the most memorable tailgate was this tailgate where it was a beautiful July night at Old County Stadium. It was not Miller Park. Um, and we went down to the stadium and so it was the mid 90s and uh the brewers and i forget who they were playing but we grabbed some pizzas from balisteries and for some reason we we had some beers but we also were making some margaritas <laughs> and so we had some beers and margaritas attended the game and then we came out after the game and it was just one of these great summer nights you know 70 degrees, full moon. And we said, let's let the traffic clear. And then we finished the margaritas. <laughs> and I just was, I remember saying to my buddy, look at that moon. Look at that moon. And thankfully my wife, Jean, had not been drinking. So she was able to get us home. <laughs> but I remember that night trying to get up the stairs to our bedroom and it was the fun house. The <laughs> stairs were swinging from left to right, and I could not get up the stairs, and I just slept downstairs. And it made for a bad Sunday uh, morning where I had to cut the grass and not feeling so well. So I'm sticking with beer from now on. Oh, Damn. these things happen. <laughs> Greatest that's tailgate, Trevor. That, that's that's awesome. That's how we all learn. So that sounds great. But you said you like get out on the water and fish. Give me like a, a great Wisconsin day for you, if you could. We're knocking off work, and I'm going to go do what? Why are we knocking off work? I mean, let's not work in the first place, John. Very good. <laughs> so, uh, well, the day's got to begin like this. Um, first of all, I'm going to go into um, uh, Quick Trip and, uh, you know, buy some Lining Kugel's beer and some ice. Uh, so to make sure that I'm fully stocked, uh, sure. might buy a, um, you know, might buy a breakfast sandwich or, uh, you know, a box of their, uh, their donuts. And glazers. then we're going to, yeah, glazers, we're going to buy some <laughs> glazers and then, uh, we're going to come back. We're going to, uh, get all the fishing gear ready, uh, throw it in the back of the car. I'm going to join my buddy. He's going to, he's going to haul our fishing boat, which we own together. Uh, we're going to go to a great lake. Uh, we're going to get out on that lake and uh, we're going to go to our favorite um, walleye location mm -hmm. to test that out. And uh, hopefully the first cast is going to catch us a fish or two. And then, uh, you know, we're just going to we're going to bask in the sun, um, enjoy some beers together. And uh, that's going to be a great Wisconsin day. Where do you where do we where do I go if I'm in your town for a fish fry on Friday? Uh, I would highly recommend the Honey Bear in Eagle River, Wisconsin. The Honey Bear uh, not only has a lot of our great Lining Kugel's beers on draft, but uh, their baby walleye is absolutely tremendous. 
Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, I'm going to recommend Loopy's. Uh, Loopy's Bar and Grill, a uh, great place to go and uh, fabulous fish fry. And Loopy is just a, a really good uh, bar owner. Bar, uh, he, he has a lot of fun. Uh, he has a dome in the winter with uh, three volleyball courts. And uh, he's, he's also a good fan of our Liney Kugel's beer. So those, those are the two places in Chippewa Falls and Eagle River. Uh, do you find when you go out and about and, and, and see where the product is, I, I think of when I, uh, you know, the, the bar scene as it is. Uh, and so maybe I think it's unique and maybe it's not. But uh, the sort of the tavern culture of Wisconsin is different. Like around here, I don't, I don't know of a single bar here in Connecticut uh, where the family lives upstairs. Uh, you know, and I think that's probably dying out. But I, again, I show my age at 55. Right. It's, it's a different thing. The tavern culture. You mentioned you go to Loopy's Bar and Grill. And I don't know that they serve five, seven days a week, but they do Friday night. You know, um, that's a unique kind of cultural cultural bit in Wisconsin. Yeah, it, it, it really is. I, I think it's part of the small town rural communities where, you know, they basically farming communities. Uh, and, you know, there was a church, uh, a gas station, maybe two churches, gas station and uh, 10 bars, you know, that, that were in these small towns. And uh, it, it, you're right, John. I, I mean, still today there are bars or, or taverns in some of these rural areas where the owners are living out back or upstairs. There are a lot of great bars in, in some of the great old eastern cities. You know, you think of Boston, New York City. Uh, even Washington, D.C., you know, still have some some kind of historic type places. Uh, but in the upper Midwest, you're right, there, there's a certain culture and it's really here in Wisconsin as well. A couple of things I want to get to. When we come back. We're going to we're going to we're going to lighten the, 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 the questioning a little bit less in depth. But I do want to still I still want to talk about if we can, Dick, I want to know a little bit more about Eagle River, because uh, if you haven't been to the World Snowmobile Derby, uh, that's that's something. And two, um, I, that I think would be great to talk about, because as you mentioned, members of your family, there's, there seems to be two things that run through. Uh, there's beer and there's the Marines. And I'd love to talk about your service a little bit if we could. So we'll be back sure. with Dick Leinenkugel right after this. Shut up and sit down. Helpful critiques, ideas, great stories, people we should know, the great bar in your town, the fish fry you want to know, the fish boil, anything that you want to reach out to us with. We are happy. We are here. You can be the inputters. We're here to listen. Shut up and sit down. Welcome back to Inside Wisconsin. Amazing chatter with Dick Leinenkugel today. We talked to him a little bit ago about our top five Wisconsin tailgate essentials. This mm -hmm. clearly has to be on the list. John, I'd like for us to just chit-chat here a minute, and then we'll get back to Dick Leinenkugel about those tailgate stories that he talked about. I got to be honest, margaritas didn't make my list, but no. I'm curious, what are the top five essentials that we think you have to have at every Wisconsin tailgate? Uh, listen, when you first broached this topic with me, I said, I don't need five, I need two. I need yeah. fire and I need beer. And if I have those two things, then I'm fine. So I got to have beer, right? Got to have beer. Yep. And Number one. Tailgate, what I want to have is enough beer so that if somebody comes by, that I can say, stop and have a beer with us, right? That this works, isn't yeah. bring your own, okay? This whole BYOB, bring enough for everybody. It's sort of like when you had to bring gum at school or candy. Bring enough for everybody. <laughs> you never know when there might be a nice person walking by. There'd be somebody like, you know, you, you want to be able to be hospitality, uh, hospitable. When they come. So Especially I got to have tailgate. 
Okay. Then I'm going to have cheese. Okay. All right. I don't want one of these cheese, fancy cheese board. Like, so I'm very Spartan in what I need. Uh, so I need beer. I need cheese. I don't need a cheese board. I don't need nine kinds of cheese. I need charcuterie. Nice, I, no, I need a right a sharp cheddar. I'll listen. Yeah. I'll take the ton of spreadable cheese on on a, on a club cracker or on a, twi- uh, on, a, on, a, on a Ritz or something like that. Yeah. Um, so those things I think would be um, you can't argue with those two, right? I think yeah. we have. Okay. What else? Give me give me something else you're putting on there because we need some well, sort of meat. Well, you have to have brats. Yeah. It's beer, it's cheese, and it has to be brats. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's very Wisconsin. Now, I'll be honest. If there's a if there's a nice Italian sausage, I would go for that over the brat. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. Um, yeah. And I'm listen. I don't want. First off, no free shout outs, but I don't know who's going to end up sponsoring this show. So if it wants to be a Johnsonville <laughs> or a Usinger, I, I, we're good. You know, you know whose brat is coming first is my cheddar venison bratwurst that's to the first tailgate until we get a sponsor and then we're going to bring theirs okay yeah because you've yeah, venison. Sure. yeah. You, you know you went and shot it and, and it's filling up your freezer out in the garage so you got to take right. we got to make space for that I, I need i need a sausage of some sort Amen. right and all right so, so here's one more this might be a little intriguing i'll throw another one out there you got beer you got cheese you got brats yep I love having a ball at a tailgate. And I'm not talking about the party. I mean a football or a baseball and a glove. You got to bring a ball of some kind to a tailgate. Okay, yeah, I, I can see that. I didn't know we were bringing our sporting equipment. Uh, I was thinking more culinary, uh, but that, yeah, totally. You got it. Whatever and gotta whatever it be. Um, you know, the nice thing about sport, the, the sports, the, the ball is usually there's some kid there. Again, long as there's one in your area, hopefully sure. everybody. Hey, you know, over here, hit me. Correct. Yeah. So we have that. Um, then I, I I need to have something sweet. I'm skipping, but this one I know has to be on there. And uh, my favorite is if you just you take the candy corn and you mix it with the dry roasted peanut and just throw it in the big Ziploc bag. And to me, that's like uh, that's like human um, trail uh, mix. Yeah, but it's not a, the trail mix can be healthy for you, right? They put yeah. They, that kind of yeah, I don't want that. I want this is totally this is eating a, a a payday bar out of a bag. You know, <laughs> I feel like I feel like whenever I eat it because one I can't stop, but I, I feel like I'm up uh, up in Door County at the farm and I'm one of them goats that the kids are eating. You just like that out of your hand or like you're feeding you know feeding some wild animal. So that that would be my go to there. It's quick, it's dirty. I put it in the big uh, the big gallon Ziploc bag and I have that with me. So that's the one. And so now my fifth thing that I need to have, uh, and, and like I said, if you have a different suite, if you want to bring a glazer, God bless you, um, you. is um, I, I don't mind a little chili. Okay. Now i got to bring some more stuff. Or in the ass. Yeah. Or to kind of go with my cheese, I just like a big old hunking summer sausage, and I'm just going to lop some yeah. off and, and eat yeah. that as I go through. So that, that, those are things I put on. I want, I want beer, cheese. I need a sausage of something on the grill. Uh, I would like to just have a little, a little sweet nosh there that I can have. I don't need a big dessert. I don't need a cookie display. Um, and then and then I would like probably a summer sausage. And if I had to add one thing that's non-culinary along with the ball and a good time, you yeah. got to have music, man. They're the best I tailgates. That, I have that as a given. That of okay, course, all right. What a boom box. Yeah, but yeah, up here. Yeah. If you're gonna really have it Wisconsin y, you gotta have a poke in there once in a while just to 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 um liven things up. 
right? Don't spin too fast though, because you have too many of these, and you do the polka thing, and things get weird in a hurry. You do have you do have to to worry about but, that. That's for listen. Sure. If you can if you can tailgate with only one thing, it's this. You can tailgate with just beer. You I can, think I like to think that if I have a cooler of beer and I'm walking around, I am just a mobile tailgate party. I'm a one man uh, mobile tailgate unit. The other thing that maybe factors in here um, is time of day. You got a noon start at Lambeau, and all of a sudden I'm in. What's the parking lot open two hours in the morning? Uh, two mm, hours, sure. maybe I three. Think... You're you know nine or ten. That changes the menu. Then if I got a Sunday night game or a Monday night game, and I don't go until seven o'clock, right? Do I do I have a little different menu? I'll be at, honest, it doesn't stop many Wisconsinites from cracking this out at eight in the morning. That's listen, that's where they came up with the slogan it's night somewhere. Yeah, that's not a problem anywhere. I'm just <laughs> I might, you know, I'm not sure, you know, the 10 a.m. bratwurst, you know, then for sure I'm going to the sausage. Where you know, otherwise I might, you know, can we can we do a can we fry up some bacon somewhere? Can I get a little something else? Can I get a sausage patty? Bring uh, out the blackstone. Just a little, that's all I'm saying. That's awesome. That's what I, that, 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 that's my thought. Listen, the nice thing about that is literally tailgates are to taste. But but if you got no, tailgates are the same and they all fit in as long as it's done in a parking lot of one of our amazing sporting venues here in Wisconsin and bring some lining kugels. Speaking of, let's get back to Dick, shall we? Shut up and sit down. Incredibly grateful to Dick Lining Kugel, president of the Jacob Kugel Brewing Company up in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, for your time and all the conversation. Uh, I, I still want to test the little German language knowledge here <laughs> as we kind of wrap up. Uh, there's a, a couple words like Prost. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that here in a little bit. But, Dick, you mentioned, and John just did as we were kind of going to break, there's a lot of service. John? Talk to us a little bit about what you know from Dick's service in the Marine Corps. And it sounds like there's a little bit of history in the family, too, with some service. But go ahead. Well, that's that's just what I want to know. Like, it, it, it appears that that uh, beer runs through the family and, and Semper Fi, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that is uh, uh, by coincidence or by design or inspired by generations. Yeah, I, I think it was inspired by our father, Bill, you know, who served as a Marine in World War II, John, and we kind of grew up hearing about the Marines and uh, he was a member of the Chippewa Valley Marine Club, one of the founding members. Um, and so, you know, it, I remember the Marine Corps birthday, you know, every November 10th, my mom and dad would go to a ball. And uh, so the Marines was kind of part of my life. My brother, Jake, uh, was training to be a Marine officer. And actually, um, when he didn't graduate from the University of Wisconsin in Madison, after going there for six years, uh, he was on the Bluto program. Um, he ended up going in the Marines, enlisted, and then got his college degree at Pepperdine and then got his um, commission as a Marine officer. I followed in those footsteps and uh, went to Naval ROTC program. So I had a scholarship to Marquette University mm -hmm. and uh, went Marine Corps option and became Marine Marine officer in 1980, served through 1984. Uh, two of Jake's boys have subsequently served. His son, Matt, who is currently with us at Lining Kugels, uh, served as a uh, sergeant of Marines. And his son, CJ, actually served in uh, Iraq in the war. Uh, CJ is uh, not with us at the Lining Kugel family, but he's also in beer. He's uh, with Ofbräu, uh, that great German brewer from Munich. 
and uh, CJ sells for them here in the, uh, in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So we do have a, a family of Marines, uh, and I think it was inspired by our, uh, our dad, Bill. Well, it, it certainly it's a wonderful legacy, and and I say this not at all. You know, we we joke about the beer and the lineys, you know, tongue in cheek. That's great that you give us that, but the people that give us that service and allow us, you know, the freedom and the protections to go down to the tavern and have that beer. Certainly, we are grateful for uh, for that, and all the members of the family uh, that have certainly done that. So, uh, and as we talk to you, and we talk about Chippewa Falls, but you're in Eagle River. Yeah. So, you know, the brewery in Chippewa Falls, I had a home in Chippewa Falls and we're spending more time not traveling as much now with uh, the pandemic. So uh, my wife and I made the move here at the end of the year to come up to Eagle River and sold our home in Chippewa Falls. I'm still getting back to the brewery in Liney Lodge. And hopefully when travel comes back, I'll be getting back out to the markets and seeing our distributors and uh, key customers and retail accounts and enjoying some beers with everybody. But uh, we decided to come up here to Eagle River where we had a vacation home on a lake and um, love, love this area of northeast Wisconsin. It's, a, it's an area about four hours from Milwaukee, three hours from Green Bay, maybe four hours, four and a half hours from Minneapolis. Uh, but it's a, it's a, in Vilas County, it has 1,100 inland lakes. So you can imagine there's a lot of water, a lot of things to do in, in winter, fall, spring, and and summer, of course, but uh, love this area. So in winter, we've got the 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 snowmobile uh, world snowmobile derby, which in in here's what I know about this. This is for my friends that work in the business. And now, because the NFL schedule has changed, it's gotten back and back. It, it's pushed back farther. But it used to be always the same weekend as the Super Bowl. Uh, generally, the weekend right before. So um, yeah, the World Championship Derby. Yeah, but there was a time where guys that I know, one guy, if anybody goes way back in TV in in, uh, in Green Bay, there was a guy named Al Jerkins, Big Al, who I ended up working with for many years in Tulsa. But Big Al used to say that every once in a while when it would fall on the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. they would have a coin flip. And the guy who won the coin flip would stay and anchor the show and do the Super Bowl stuff. And the other poor guy had to go out to Eagle River and, yeah. and shoot this snowmobile derby and it would be cold, and back then the batteries would die, so you'd have to, after every other race, go back in, start the car, put the batteries on the heater so that they would recharge just from, from the thawing, and then you'd have to, and it was the most miserable experience. And he's like, people think that the coin flip between the Suns and the Bucks for Luau Cinder was really, you know, a lot, a lot riding on it. He's like, you've never had to flip for, do I go to Eagle River or do I stay <laughs> the, the the Super Bowl? And yeah. guys went after that. So uh, we're going to wrap this up and we've got some, some, some quick questions for you. Some things, hopefully a little off the wall, some things that hopefully will bring a smile to your face and the people are listening. And, and Trevor has just been dying because he's been on his phone with his <laughs> to English app or, or I don't know, some people still have a, maybe you have a, you know, the actual volume dictionary, but Trevor, why don't you start this, uh, give him a few and then, uh, and then I'll fire some. All right. I'm curious for both of you now, what is, Prost. We all Prost, know what we cheers, say. Cheers. Prost is cheers, right? Yeah. I mentioned it earlier. Oktoberfest is a Marzen style mm -hmm. lager. What does Marzen mean in German? Uh, Marzen, Marzen is um, March. It is March. John, you're not going to guess at all, are you? No. <laughs> like I said, okay. when, you get, when you get to Fraulein, we'll catch up. Deal. few more. So, Dick, I grew up in southeast Wisconsin in a little town named Jefferson. 
And in Jefferson, we celebrate Gamitlikite days mm-hmm. or Gamutlikite in the original language. Mm-hmm. Any idea mm-hmm. what Gamitlikite means? Well, it, yeah, it, it is um, fun, frivolity, cheer. Uh, Gamutlikite is a, a feeling of partying is, is how I can best describe it. Yep. That's pretty much it. I, I have no idea how any work got done in Jefferson on a Monday because uh, it was a hell of a party. That is for sure. Two more real do, quick. Do you know any of the Bentimers from Jefferson? Trent? I do. Yeah. yeah. So uh, wow. old time distributor. Uh, Jerry was our old time distributor. And <laughs> it's funny story. Quick story. Um, yeah. You know, when my dad used to drive me down to Marquette, he said, Dick, you never pass a distributor without stopping. So. We'd stop in Baraboo and see CNH distributing, and then we'd stop in uh, Jefferson, Wisconsin, and see Bentheimer distributing. So that you know, usually four-hour drive would end up being a six-hour drive to Milwaukee. That's the homeland. That's awesome. No margaritas, though. Thank God. No. All right, two more. Spots. Spots. Hmm. I don't know. Sports. Ah. Well, maybe John would have got that one. No, not so much. Last one. Know. Spot Center. I work on Sports Center. I don't know if you've ever Spot Center. Last one. Auschlotion. Auschlotion. No Auschlotion. Um, I'm going to say it's uh, Auschlotion. Uh, water sports. Very close. Auschlotion in German, in English, is wipeout. Ooh. <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah, oh, that, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that you could uh, listen. That'll never fit on the T-shirts in the marketing. That's for sure. <laughs> so, John, can you can you tell me if the story is correct? My my son Jeffrey, I think, picked you up at the airport, took you to the studio. Sure. You yep. and Henson was it? Yep. John Henson. Yeah, yeah. We called him Skunk Boy because he had this patch of white hair. Yep, that's the um, name of the corporation, Skunk Boy Inc. Oh, it is. Did not know that, but that's what my wife and I called them. Uh, You guys then would sit there for what, three or four days and go through all the episodes and lay down all the tracks, right? You would watch it. You weren't actually on the set watching any of this live. You would just watch it and then cut all of it. So John lives in LA and would go out on occasion and they would write things for him to be on the course. I did 130 some episodes over seven years and I was at the Wipeout course twice. Yeah, my uh, Gene and I, my wife and I got to go see it and, you know, actually watch them uh, film something. uh, Who is the woman? Jill. Jill Wagner. Wonderful, wonderful woman. Okay. Uh, Had a baby, uh, not Marines, had a daughter, but named her Army. Her dad served well, and that's that's her daughter's name. So I've only done that twice. But uh, uh, it's great, Trevor, that they have a translation for that. I went to uh, the Brewers game. Uh, they played down in Hermosillo, Mexico one time. I was covering the Diamondbacks. And the uh, I still have the press pass, and it it says Diamondbacks, Arizona. Uh, and then Brewers, it says Cerveceros, which translates yeah, yeah. the beer makers. So yeah. that, yeah, the, the, the Brewers it, actually did a uniform based on that. Yeah, I have I have a Cerveceros shirt when it when it comes That's to that. Cool. But yeah, so we would sit there and we do about four episodes in a day. I'd fly out and one afternoon we would do all the on camera stuff, and then we would spend two and a half days sitting there, just you know watching two, three, four minute sh- segments of it, and then recording it and taping it because you can't do it uh, in real time. At least we couldn't. Right. So 
Uh, all right, Trevor, if you're done, I'm going to throw a few quick ones at you and, and we'll see what happens. Okay. First off, uh, in Titanic, Jack Dawson is from Chippewa Falls. My guess is true or false. He would drink lining kugels. Uh, he would drink lining kugels if he was age. Remember, he, he was very young, but I'm sure his dad, who took him ice fishing when he fell into Lake Wasoda, and that's right. how he knew the water was cold. So, John, you do know that that is a movie faux pas. That's uh, listen, but this is well, not if you're from Wisconsin. No, you know. it is. That's, uh, that's, that's so that's Lake Wasoda was not formed until 1919 when they dammed up the Chippewa River and the Yellow River to form Lake Wasoda. So the Titanic sunk in 1913, 1912. Mm -hmm. uh, so there, that whole reference to Lake Wasoda and Chippewa Falls was incorrect. Damn it. Yep. But I think they got, but don't you think they got the larger part right, which is in the boat sank? Yeah, yeah, they got that right. Yeah. <laughs> James Cameron got that right, but yeah. So along that lines, how old were you when you first got to taste the family product? Uh, probably a couple of days old. I think I had to be kept in the hospital a little bit longer. But my dad has this tradition, and he did it with all of our kids, of dipping his finger in a bottle of lining kugels and then, you know, putting it to our lips, to our mouths. Wow. Um, one quick story there, though. Us four kids, so my sister Kate, Lynn, uh, Jake, and I, this is before my brother John was born, on Sunday afternoons, my dad, who would travel throughout Wisconsin, would bring back these different beers from throughout the state, so Chief Oshkosh. Old Potosi, Point, Rhinelander, Brunings, whatever. And he would blindfold us. True story. Blindfold us, pour out two different beers. One of them was Lining Kugels. The other was the other beer. And he was training us to pick out Lining Kugels. So, I, I mean, I was doing that at probably age six or seven. Oh, and in wow. these little juice glasses. And all of us kids, you know, we, we had to smell the beer and say which one was lining kugels that is that is fantastic that yeah it's <laughs> like it's like the moms who can uh, you know, pick out their 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 penguin the youngster on the ice cap even though they all look the same and we can just put that in front of you and you can identify it uh how many beers uh, 12 ounce beers in a keg oh gosh that's that's really that's really a good question so um uh 200 uh, approximately 200 is about 167, 16 ounce and a half barrels. So uh, I'm going to say 212 ounce beers. Uh, I, I, the research I did produced 164. I think that might be a pint though. That might be 16 ounces, but okay. I I'm with you. So 164 times 12 is how many ounces is it? 1,998. Uh, there'd be no math. Um, but <laughs> Listen, How many ounces are in of half barrels? There are 13.778 uh, cases in mm -hmm. a barrel. So 6.778 cases in a half barrel. So I, so I remember from my 12 ounce. Yeah. I thought from my distribution days, it was, and I don't know why I remember this, it was like 1,982 ounces per half barrel. And I believe that's the math that you were just saying, John, yeah. was divide that by yeah. 12. It's 165 and some change minus a little head and some spillage. You're, you're good. First Better off, than two, I, am. I didn't mean to open it up for that much debate. I feel bad. And two, <laughs> I'm going to go with the line and Kugel answer. I'll pretend that I am wrong. That's fine. I want to say it is a math equation. We need to be uh, right on math. There's no ambiguity in math, John. 
That's better awesome. better mode of transportation, canoe or Clydesdale? Oh, no, no question, canoe. Yeah, get a get a panel there. Uh, I've got tickets to the Brewers, the Bucks, and the Packers. Which one of those you want to go to with me? Uh, with you, um, I'll go to the Brewers um, because baseball is one of those things where you can sit down and talk and enjoy the game. Love it. Uh, and, and you can have a couple of beers. And, Very good. And I'm going to go with baseball. Okay, uh, you are a, you go to Marquette your freshman year, yes? Um, yeah, we won it, won it all. Title, yes? 1977, won the NCAA. Where were you for the game? Uh, so watching it in McCormick Hall on the 11th floor, uh, which no longer exists, by the way. Marquette tore it down uh, in 2019. The new business building is going to go there. But anyway, uh, McCormick Hall, you know, and back then, universities had no clue what to do with their students, right? I mean, nothing was planned. So everybody comes rushing out of the dorms. The bars are packed. So somebody has the great idea. Let's march down to the lakefront. Okay, so 2,000 students march down Wisconsin Avenue to the lakefront. So what do you do when you get to the lakefront? You turn around and you head back. <laughs> then somebody gets the idea. Let's go out to the airport. So we pile into whoever has cars. You know, we were freshmen. None of us had cars, buses, whatever we could go. We got in a car, head out to the airport. You can look this up, but I think Marquette students or other people did a lot of damage to the airport. I want to say it was $10,000, you know, taking stuff down, whatever. Back then, there was no security, right? I mean, you went to the gate, and we greeted the team when they came back. Thankfully, uh, Marquette did cancel classes the next day. So, um, but I just remember kind of being up all night uh, right. after we got back from the airport. Yeah, that was a that was a terrific time. And and Trevor, I don't know if you know who Butch Lee is or Bernard Toon or Jerome Whitehead, but we'll save that for another show. Uh, last Bo, Bo Ellis, pardon me, Bo, Bo Ellis, oh, Gary yep. Rosenberger. Yeah, good team. Jim Boylan. Jim, uh, I think, still coaching, isn't he? He's still out there. Euless Payne yeah. was on that team. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Euless was undergrad, though. He was, yeah, he was maybe a sophomore. Yeah. Yep. He was there. So, last thing I have is uh, tell me this one harder to spell Leinenkugel or Antetokounmpo? Oh, Antetokounmpo. Yeah, no <laughs> question. I can't, I can't even, I can't believe I pronounced his name. <laughs> Trevor, you want to I, give it a shot? I, I always just say, just so my daughters correct me, I say Giannis. <laughs> yeah. Sure, I'll give it a shot. It's you know, Giannis. That's funny. Giannis. Yeah, go ahead. I want to. Uh, I'll it, give Trevor. it a shot, and I, I can confirm my ten-year-old knows how to spell it, and I hear it often. So I'm not going to get it right, but I'm hopefully going to get close. Antenacumpo. It's A N T Ante A N T E N K O U K O P O M O. Wow! I don't, uh, honestly, I don't even know what word you just spelled there. You're other welcome. Than, other than the first letters, I, I will tell you this: it, it's A N T E T O K O U N M P O. So it's sta it's sta it's the standard Greek spelling of Antetokounmpo. Yeah, um, Greek to me. When I have to type it for Sports Center, I literally type A N T. Then I hit the shift bar and I just run my finger across the numbers. <laughs> and then I put P O, which is exactly how I spell Shishevsky. I put K R Y and I just run it across and then I put ski because I'm I'm not in the business 
of that. So awesome. Uh, Dick Line and Coop, you have been tremendous. You have been informative. Uh, it was so great that you could spend time with us. I love that we robbed an extra 15 minutes from you. Uh, we appreciate your patience on that. And uh, it is terrific. Continued success. And and then if we can just figure out how to get the original here in Connecticut, then I will have yeah. a Wisconsin day. Yeah, well, get back to Green Bay, John, and uh, come back to Wisconsin. We'll have plenty of uh, original and uh, perhaps some other beers. Look for a, a couple of new beers this year that should be coming to Connecticut. So our Lining Kugel Session Hellas and Lining Kugel's Lemon Haze IPA should be making its way. And you should have good distribution on Lining Kugel Summer Shandy out there. So uh, get to that uh, Town & Country Discount Liquor or Total Wine & More, and you should be able to find it. <laughs> Luckily, I know where those those places are. You guys, you know, I don't know if you GPS me or what, but I'm glad you're you're looking out for me, and I appreciate it. <laughs> Happy to do so. Shut up and sit down. Honestly, I could go. I can see myself at the Liney Lodge, Trevor. I can see myself at the Honey Bear. Um, just just shooting the shooting the bull with Dick Line and Kugel at length. Belly up with Dick Line and Kugel. It could not be much better than that. Whether it's yeah. in Eagle River or in Chippewa or at the Liney Lodge or Loopies or the yeah. Honey. I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter. Have you ever have you ever gone to the Liney Lodge, John? I have not made it. I will tell you this, though. Uh, I came home one time uh, and I want to say I was in Phoenix. And for some reason, I had to stop in Minnesota. And so I drove back and I got there and my mom's like, oh, you made pretty good time. And I said, honestly, I'd have been here like an hour sooner, except uh, when I went through Chippewa Falls, uh, I got my my lips. They froze to the tap uh, outside <laughs> outside of the brewery at Lightning Kugels. And by the time I could extricate myself without, you know, doing it, then I, you know, I was late. So uh, we got home. So I've never been to Lodge, but I've driven through and I've, I've seen the brewery. Uh, it's beautiful. The lodge is awesome. All the taps are there. It looks like a log cabin, clearly, and it's a good time. And the store and all that. Hey, speaking of the lodge and the brewery, real quick, I just want to mention, I know that Lining Kugels is doing a virtual brewery tour and tasting with Katie Lining Kugel. That's Dick Lining Kugel's daughter. Sure. Uh, coming up April 21st. So more information on that can be found at Liney.com. Do a, I'm going to do it, I think. Uh, I'm going to register and do a virtual brewery tour and tasting with Katie. I mean, we'll go through this pack and the one that I put on the floor, maybe a couple spritzins here and some summer shandy. So that was awesome. That doesn't get much more Wisconsin than Dick Line and Google, man. Uh, great to see you. Great to visit with you. A, a, a great hour with, with Dick Line and Google. Great hour on Inside Wisconsin. Can't wait until the next episode. Can't wait to see the next shirt. Be good, my friend. Be good, as you were, Wisconsin. Shut up and sit down. I like to think awesome. my tailgates are like church. All are welcome here. It's like a church communion table. You know, some <laughs> got to be bored. You know, some places are, are, are have more strict uh, ramifications, more strict guidelines. At our place, I, every time I hear the 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 preacher, the priest stand up there, they're the minister, and he says, "This is God's table. All are welcome here." That's sort of how I feel about my tailgates. All are welcome here. We'll bring yeah. them all. Common cups probably not a good idea at the moment, but so yeah, we're gonna yeah. You're not gonna pass around the old cup, uh, yeah. but we'll do that. So shut up and sit down.